Well, that was a slightly longer unintentional podcast break than I would have liked. Sorry about that, guys. Ragback is back on track. We'll go back to releasing an episode once a fortnight, sometimes weekly if there's bonus bags involved. And the very good news is that my new novel, 100, is now available as a paperback or Kindle edition from Amazon, or you can download the audiobook version from Bandcamp, the price of which is currently set for Name Your Price. So please do exactly that. Full details at frankburton.co.uk. And for those of you who aren't really sure whether this is the book for you or not, next week's bonus bag will be an extract from the audio book. It's a good extract. It's a good book. It's a very good book. Welcome to Rag Bag. My name's Frank Burton, a.k.a. Lazarus Newman. So yeah, we've had a couple of months off, bit of breathing space. We all need a bit of that. We all need to breathe. And here we are again. Still breathing, just about. I got some music and stuff coming your way. Business as usual, guys. This edition is sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> Only joking. <laughs> Square... <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm only joking. I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I hadn't heard of our current sponsor until they got in touch, but I am, of course, happy to endorse their product in exchange for money. This edition is sponsored by Hedge Mazes R Us, not affiliated with the recently closed down toy shop with a similar name. The old me would have had a few choice words about your choice of name, but the new me, you know what? It's your business, your choice. Well, well, oh yeah. Ever wanted your own hedge maze? Look no further than Hedge Mazes R Us. Mazes of all shapes and sizes, custom made to fit all sizes of lawn. Unless you've got a really small lawn, I mean it looked nice, but it'd be pretty rubbish maze in my opinion. Details on the website. Unfortunately, we had to part company with our previous sponsor, the Socialpedia Network. Um, usual story, being taken to court for invasion of privacy, blah, blah, blah. I'm being called as a witness, blah, 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 blah. Story of my life, guys. I knew I should have vetted them properly. Bit too busy with this and that. I've gone for the safe option this time. I haven't actually vetted Hedge Mazes R.O.S. either, but, you know, they're a Hedge Maze design company. What could possibly go wrong? New catchphrase there, guys, possibly. What do you think? I could say it in that voice every time, new sponsoring. You know, because something's going to go wrong with this one as well, isn't it? Just seems to be the pattern. So yeah, let's go with that. What could possibly go wrong? 
I've actually got another idea for a catchphrase as well, but I won't do that now. I'll wait for an appropriate moment. Watch out for that later in the show. Shout out to Trina Bedhead, who's been in touch to say, What's the deal with these tomatoes? Tomato? Tomato. What's the deal with these tomatoes? Why do people keep nicknaming them with names of other fruits? I mean, cherry tomatoes? Plum tomatoes? They're not cherries. They're not plums. They're tomatoes. It's really, really simple. You wouldn't do that with other fruits. There are no banana melons. There are no apple strawberries. Trina's come up with a long list of these. I won't read them all out. You get the point. Listen, Trina, I don't know what you're getting at here. Get over it. I realise this is supposed to be a submission for our wonderful new feature, Neutralising Gripes. But you know what? I love you, but I can't bring myself to neutralise your gripe because I don't think this is really affecting your life in any way. Forgive me if I'm wrong, Trina, but I think you're trying to be funny. And there's absolutely no place for humour on this show. I have no need for it, and neither should you. You should be grateful you didn't get a fine.
galvanistic and galvanism is the concept of uh, the absolute scientific theory that there was a kind of a electricity flowing through our bloodstreams and that was our life force i use the term because i came across it in a uh, mary shelley's frankenstein and that book is sort of an exploration of the theme of creating a character of uh, making up a person so I use the term galvanistic to allude to that book as a sort of a symbol as how I like created you as a character. I'm pretending that I know a lot more about you than I actually do. And also to refer to the fact that I've fallen in love with the characters you've created in either body of work. the part of the song where I start to regret writing it.
Well, I got a bit of a compliment here. Uh, Malcolm in Liverpool has been in touch to say, I enjoyed the MB edition, parts one and two. I admire your chutzpah. You know what, Malcolm? It's almost been a full 12 months. Actually, it has been a 12 months. It's been a year now since I've been doing this show, and this is the first time the word chutzpah has appeared. You weren't to know this, but it's one of my favourite words. Yeah, it's a really good word. You know what, Malcolm? I admire your chutzpah. I admire your chutzpah so much. Yeah, why not? You're getting a prize for that. I can't really offer you anything apart from a handshake, maybe. And you're not too far away from me. Let me know your address. I'll come round your house and shake you by the hand. Personal service. Actually, that does sound a bit creepy. Sorry to invade your personal space there, Malcolm. Just send me your postal address. I'll uh, do you a little handwritten thank you note. I'll get Benedict Cumberbatch to sign it next time he's over. Actually, I just realised I sound like even more of a stalker now I've said that. I'll come round your house. No, I won't come round your house. Give me your address. Let's just forget this whole thing, Malcolm. It's getting way too complicated. Now it's time to neutralise some gripes. Benny in Trinidad says, I have a gripe relating to Anglo-American film and TV. Why, oh why, are we expected to believe everyone in Europe speaks English with an English accent regardless of geography or indeed history? I'll give you a few examples. Alexander the Great, English with an English accent. Nazi war criminal, English with an English accent. 18th century French peasantry, English with an English accent. It's listed about 45 other examples. We get the point, Benny. Yes, it is annoying, isn't it? I agree. The good news is I'm here to neutralise your gripe. Next time you hear the word aquamarine, that's your gripe neutralised. Listen out for that. Gretel in Edinburgh says, I have a big problem with the word palindrome. Why do we have to call it that? They should have made it a palindrome paninilap or something. Much more suitable, wouldn't you say? Gretel, I'm not sure if you need to neutralise this gripe of yours. I've come up with a solution yourself. Write a nice, polite letter to the Oxford English Dictionary people. Good luck getting your case forward. I like the word paninilap. It's good. Let me know if you need any help. I'll back you all the way. You're right. This totally should have made it a palindrome. Shoddy, shoddy work on their part, whoever they are. Anyway, that particular gripe will be neutralised as soon as you hear the following word. Zanzibar. That's right, you heard me correctly. Zanzibar, listen out for it. Now Gunther in Oslo says, Don't mind a bit of rain, don't mind a bit of snow, but sleet absolutely does mind nothing. Please get rid of it, Lazarus. Well, thank you for calling me Lazarus, Gunther, very respectful of you. From the way you've worded this, I get the impression you've mistaken me for some kind of miracle worker. Not the first time that's happened, and I'm flattered, but just to be clear, I cannot get rid of sleet. All I can do is change the way you feel about it, and believe you me, you will feel different about this matter as soon as you hear the following word, limpet, listen out for it, limpet. 
Hazel in Hawaii says, Actually, I incorrectly filed this under the wrong feature. Yes, it's a question for the guru. I'll, uh, I'll change hats, guys. I'll stick my guru hat on here. Here we go. Hazel in Hawaii says, Frank slash Lazarus. I need some urgent advice. The job market is so bad in my town, I can't even find employment as a cleaner or dishwasher. I'm not asking for the earth, just a living wage. Is that too much to ask? Hang on, here's my opportunity to use that new catchphrase I thought of. Get ready for this, it's a good one. Right. Living wage, you say? Not too much to ask. I've got news for you, Hazel in Hawaii. You've been watching too many movies. <laughs> uh, how do you like that? That's my American accent. I <laughs> uh, thought it might appeal to our American listeners. Um, a lot of you cats are downloading this on a regular basis. Just for the benefit of listeners on this side of the Atlantic, in America, you can use the word cat to describe like, you know, a person. That's right, I've done my research. One final gripe before we wrap this up. Nick in Finsbury Park says, Oi, children's illustrators. Why does every book of nursery rhymes I've ever encountered illustrate the song London Bridge is Falling Down with a picture of Tower Bridge? It's a completely different bridge. Neither is London Bridge immediately adjacent to the Houses of Parliament. Thank you very much. You're really angry about this, aren't you, Nick? I can see that. I can feel your pain. And yes, I can neutralise your gripe. Next time you hear the word whippersnapper, that's your gripe neutralised. I mean, just to add to your point, there's a clear inaccuracy within the song itself. Last time I went to London, I walked across London Bridge, and you know what I discovered? Contrary to what I learned as a child, London Bridge isn't falling down. It's fully intact. You can walk right across it without going in the water. Just a little explainer for our American listeners. Water is the British pronunciation of... Well, basically, you have the same word for it. You spell it the same, but you pronounce it differently, don't you? I say water, and you say water. But, you know, it's a bit weird that you don't write it W-A-D-E-R because it's a T in the middle of the word that you're not pronouncing. I'm not criticising. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to say stuff. It's all just communication at the end of the day. It's not going to catch on in this country. I mean, plenty of people over here have started saying cookie instead of biscuit and cupcake instead of bun. But really, if you think we're going to stop saying water, you've been watching too many movies. (laughs) Remember, that's my catchphrase now before anyone steals it. Put it on a T-shirt if you're a genuine ragbag fan. That and um, what was my other one? What could possibly go wrong? Remember... When you're saying it to your friends, you've got to do the voice right. What could possibly go wrong? It's going to catch on big time.
Welcome to the Totally Unreal Book Club Podcast, an improvised comedy podcast where all the books and content are made up as we go. We review and discuss a new book every single week and make up the plot and all the characters laughing along the whole way. We even feature special non-book episodes and ridiculous interviews with our fake authors. Special guests show up too. Have a listen to some of our highlights. Hey kids, do you like magical men? They push the big red button. The big war button. That says, war go. (laughs) The alien gray, the demon, the ghost... And then, and then, and then the clowns show up. <laughs> hey, kids, do you like hands? <laughs> but you know, he he did have a little trinket left over from the time traveling hip hop DJ, and that was a nice big blue button that says oh, "War No." <laughs> War No. <laughs> Wait, which finger are you missing? Uh, it changes. <laughs> Hey, humans. humans. (laughs) We're not a poetry podcast. We're hardly a book club podcast. We're hardly a podcast. This book club is totally unreal. Hello, I'm Spud Murphy, and along with one of Ireland's darkest comedians, Seamus Kelly, I host the Comedy Cast, a weekly podcast where we speak to some of the best up-and-coming stand-up comedians from all over the world. We also have some of the best new bands on too, with some of their music, of course, and we take the piss out of what's been going on around the world of late. We've just recently started a Legends of Comedy section too, so there's something there for all you stand-up comedy fans. Get us in all the usual podcast places or go to thecomedycast.com where you can also listen and you can catch up with old episodes too and you can even watch my stand-up comedy documentary, Funny How. So that's it then, I'm Spud Murphy and make sure and check out the Comedy Cast. Big shout out to the conspiracy theorists. It's been a while. They kind of gave up on the idea that I was podcasting from prison around the time I started posting YouTube videos. And I do admire your style, guys, because you never admit you're wrong, do you? You just change the subject. And that's what you've done. You've started a whole new theory that there's a mysterious, sinister agenda behind none other than Corrugated Metal Club. I can see where you're coming from, guys. It really is, you know, it's a secret organisation of enthusiasts meeting up in an undisclosed location so I can see why you might think corrugated metal is a code word for something else I mean it's not but I can see why you think it might be you know and there's various suggestions there's a whole reddit discussion which you can check out if you have way too much time on your hands Um, angel dust suggests Corrugated metal might be a euphemism for some kind of illegal substance. Nice try. Someone calling themselves Harold Steptoe suggests, more specifically, corrugated metal is our way of saying illegally smuggled tobacco. Close, but as they say, no cigar. Not even close, to be fair, you're way off. My favourite, though, has to be Stanley's Ghost who theorizes that the sole purpose of Corrugated Metal Club is total world domination. You know what, Stanley's ghost, I rather object to your choice of alias, assuming that's what it is. 
I mean, it could be some kind of double-barreled thing like Tim Berners-Lee, but I suspect not. Bit too soon, pal, that's all I'm saying. But the fact that you think so highly of me, that I somehow gave you the impression that I was capable of achieving, what was it again? Total world domination? I admire your chutzpah. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Square <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this <laughs> I'm only joking. I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I think that's brought a little tear to my eye. I think that's brought a little tear to my eye. What could possibly go wrong? I think that's brought a little tear to my eye. Get over it. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I love you, and there's absolutely no place for humour on this show. Zanzibar, limp it. Listen out for it. Limp it. Zanzibar, you've been watching too many movies. <laughs> and there's absolutely no place for humour on this show. That's right, I've done my research. You're really angry about this, aren't you, Nick? Water. It's going to catch you on big time. Water. It's going to catch you on big time. Total world domination. Bit too soon, pal, that's all I'm saying. I admire your chutzpah. I admire your chutzpah. I admire your chutzpah. I admire your chutzpah. Hafs ohoyam
up from still screaming in my brain. Still, I just can't seem to let you go. You're the heartbreak I'm trying to leave behind. You're the light that's keeping me half blind. And you're the noose around my neck. My dreams are lying in time. Still, I just can't seem to let you go. social media let's do this social media facebook page is called ragbag podcast look it up on facebook it won't change your life twitter handle it's ragbag frank follow me on there it won't change your life once again my novel is available from amazon paperback and kindle edition audiobook from bandcamp the book is called 100 and it will it will change everything it'll change the world and just so we're clear if you're looking me up online I published the book under my actual name Frank Burton Lazarus Newman is still very much with us but 
is getting a little bit big for his boots. But that's a story for another time, guys. Let's just enjoy ourselves. Let's enjoy a bit of music, shall we? You know what, it is kind of bothering me actually. Hedge mazes are very much an upmarket kind of product. Hedge mazes are us contains both a grammatical inaccuracy and a deliberate spelling error, which you're completely within your rights to do, but you're making a very, very high-end, classy kind of product into something very cheap and down market. And, oh, and now I put it in those terms, I see what you're doing here, guys. You're actually revolutionising the hedge maze industry. You're, um, you're just looking at some of your prices here, very competitive. This is a very bold move. You're taking hedge mazes to the mass market. And that's, well, now that's a real game changer. I've actually, um, I think that's brought a little tear to my eye. No one has ever had the guts to take hedge mazes to the mass market before. My god. Also, you've really made me question what I mean when I use the word classy. Because I know deep down that class is a ridiculous notion, a concept created by those at the top as a means of controlling the ones at the bottom. And come to think of it, what's all this up market and down market business? They're terms that are built on fundamentally flawed assumptions. Do yourself a favour, listeners. Get yourself a bespoke hedge maze. They're not as expensive as you might think. I can't get one myself. I don't own any land. But maybe, maybe you don't need to. Maybe you can join a community gardening project and then surprise everyone one day by installing an elaborate hedge maze in the middle of the lawn. Do it. What could possibly go wrong? Well... I feel like I've jinxed it now by saying that. I say, 
do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people, the people, the people, the people. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men. Machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Thanks everyone. I'm not sure I mentioned this earlier, but it's good to be back. And as I did mention earlier, next week's bonus bag will be an extract from the audiobook version of the novel 100 by Frank Burton. And the next proper episode of Ragbag will be another one of my special episodes. And we all enjoy those, don't we everyone? Remember the orange special? What could the theme be this time? Wait and see keep you in suspense oh yeah and shout out to Brit Pod Scene um, if you don't know what that is then find out Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. 
Check out BritpodScene.com or follow BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more.